0: Welcome to It's All Journalism. I'm Megan Cloherty and here today with fellow producer Michael O'Connell. Joining us via Skype is Hank Sims, the editor of the Lost Coast Outpost, a successful electronic only news operation in rural northern California. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and so I, we'll, we'll just dive right in. How did you get involved in community journalism?
1: Well, I, I it's it's kind of the only journalism I've ever done really. I was I, when I was in my 20s when I was uh, young, I sort of freelanced just for fun for local papers uh, and then uh, later I went off to journalism school, came back and worked at an and paper uh, for for 7 years. And then uh, and, and, and since I've been yeah, work, working here at the Los Coast Outpost.
0: Did you find yourself sort of drawn to, to smaller communities when you were covering them?
1: Cause- well, this is, this is more or less my home. I, I was from uh, an area about two hours, two and a half hours south of here in Mendocino County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's always a very vibrant uh, alternative journalism scene on the, in the north coast of California in Mendocino County and Humboldt County. And uh, it, it's just kind of my home can you sort of describe what you know how would you describe
2: Humboldt County the the community that you serve what type of people live there what's you know what are their what are their interests what are they you know what do they come to you for
1: yeah well Humboldt, uh, it's a very interesting place I think uh, it, nationally um, for a couple of reasons one because we're five hours away from from the biggest city from San Francisco uh, we sort of end up being we have to people here have to make their own culture uh, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very sort of, it's got a kind of island mentality. There's people up here you know, that, that, uh, that that we really turn inward and look at ourselves uh, uh, and, and count on ourselves for our culture a lot more, I think, than other rural places in the country. Um, the demographics of the county are kind of uh, is still a little bit uh, determined. Uh, there's still the legacy of the sort of 60s and the 70s still uh, play here pretty heavy. There's a sort of. Old, uh, people who lived here, their families lived here since time immemorial, and then there's people who moved up uh, in the 70s sort of in the wake of the you know, the aftermath of the haight hippie crash, hmm. the back-to-the-landers, as they're called up here, who ended up buying rural parcels and uh, you know, building homesteads and that such thing. Uh, the economy is b- based very heavily, uh, a lot of the economy, on the, the black market uh, the marijuana production.
2: Hey. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah and it, it
2: what what's kind of interesting now well before i get to that question let me let me sort of sort of map out what the news situation is in, in Humboldt county um you know the local tv local newspapers you know what what serves that community
1: there's a, it's a very vibrant media scene there's uh one daily newspaper the time standard eureka time standard which is a media newspaper part of the media news chain yeah mm-hmm there is a, an, alter, an alternative weekly, the North Coast Journal. There is one TV uh, station up here that produces news. Uh, and then there are a number of community papers that serve as sort of individual towns in the, in the county.
2: So where, where do you fit in that scheme? I know you reached out to us uh, through the Association of Alternative News Media. Um, how do you describe yourself? Are you? Do you see yourself as an an alternative, uh, as a sort of a uh, an online mainstream, you know, news outlet uh, for that community?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of say both in a way. I mean, we are definitely a, a, a mainstream news outlet; people turn to us for. Uh, news when it happens, I mean breaking like I say, when the earthquake just happened, we had a big earthquake here uh, on Sunday, and uh, it uh, people flooded to our site right away because we sort of established ourselves, I think as the the place for breaking news. It was kind of similar uh, back in January when we had a big national story break up here, the yes. murder of a of a Catholic priest who was very well-known and beloved in the community. Uh, We, you know, we sort of got on that uh, right away and we're reporting it, you know, pretty straight. I mean, very straight, actually, uh, especially in that case, Uh, reporting it just as a reporter would, uh, except, uh, you know, over, The over the over the wire over the internet, Um, but at the same time, you know, there's not always a lot of just straight breaking news happening, and Mm -hmm. so uh, we also are a place with a lot of voice. Uh, You know, we we write short, but we write. You know what I mean? Uh
0: How many people do you guys have working for you? Is it just you, or? Can you explain right your operation?
1: Now, No, right now on the editorial side there are four of us who work and then of course we have we're associated with a small independent local radio group up here. So the radio people also contribute and of course there's our sales staff and management and that.
0: Okay, and it's sort of like everybody on deck. I mean, if something happens, or are there certain roles? I know at a a small operation, sometimes you end up doing a lot of different things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's a lot of improvisation involved. You know, we sort of assemble the team as it happened. Back on January first on New Year's Day, when that uh, priest was murdered, that was fairly near my house, so I went down there Mm -hmm. uh, with my phone and my computer, um, and ended up you know sort of calling back the news to uh, to my colleagues. You know, again, not actually on the phone, but over the over the over chat, essentially, uh, and they you know, they ended up writing it, and I was reporting it. Uh, sometimes, uh, in other cases, it's been the opposite.
2: You know, I had sort of an opportunity to look at your site over the last couple of weeks as we were sort of leading up to this interview, and you're, it's really kind of an interesting website. Um, you know, I I have a background in community journalism and. And I know that one of the keys of that is you kind of gear yourself to whatever that community is. And you try to find the interests that they're going to bring people in, the things that, that mean a lot to them. And you're sort of an interesting little mix of you know news, crime news, music news. Uh, you mentioned uh, the black market marijuana production. That you, you sort of have a, a, an element of your page of your website that sort of addresses that as well. I, I wonder, you know, if if we were to pick up your newsroom and, and drop it in, in other communities, how well it would sort of fit. It just seems to be, to me, you know to be able to gather from the, the stories that you post you seem really kind of reflective of what's going on there
1: well definitely mean, um, yeah i don't think you could you know you drop drop the four of us on the editorial side into uh you know uh someplace in tennessee and have it be mm-hmm. quite, quite as successful but we're all you know all of the people on the editorial side here the, the three of them the, th- the three people i work with uh are, are all went to high school here grew up here i grew up two hours to the south uh, so I'm, I'm not exactly a foreigner, but yeah, we're, we're very, yeah, for one, we're very plugged into the community and, 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 uh, then secondly, we watch very closely, you know, because the tools of the medium allow us to do so. We watch very closely what people are interested in and we try to, uh, you know, uh, Work. We don't. We don't just uh, work off analytics and you know give the uh, uh, people crap stories that we think they will uh, you know cotton candy all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I mean the, there's definitely an element of that to what we do.
0: And can you tell us a little bit like uh, backstory, a little bit about the evolution of Lost Coast Outposts, just how you got started, maybe what you started covering. I'm thinking about it as a you know if you're looking to do community journalism and you think there's an undercovered area of you know, where you, where you live, how you kind of start approaching this, what what you started with and what was your bread and butter and how you expanded from there?
1: It was just me at first. I came over, I had worked at an and paper, I was the editor of an AN paper for five years and I'd worked there for seven. Um, and so when I came to it, uh, even though that I sort of knew that the internet was a different medium and it had different strengths and uh, uh, I, I sort of fell into the sort of long form uh role of things uh you know i started you know doing big investigate right off the bat i started doing sort of big investigative projects with lots of public records requests and those mm-hmm. kind of things and that really you know it took me a while to sort of get wrap my head around the fact that okay we'll get there someday but this is but to, in order to build a presence uh that that, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the thing that was going to fly with us
0: you had short turnaround daily news
1: yeah, exactly, and that, and I, I got to say uh, that's also sort of in the DNA of the radio group here that I came to work for. Uh, the a couple of the stations here are sort of very well known and had a longstanding reputation of uh, co- uh, community service. I mean, no no. Rep- well, very little. There's some reporting, but uh, but you know, in times of crisis or something, these stations were the stations that you turned on uh, to know you know what were what was going on in the community and to get information, public service, that kind of thing. So, it, it, I was able to sort of, I think, appropriate some of the the radio DNA into the site.
2: Yeah, I, I think breaking news on radio is, is really kind of close a lot to what good community news news on on the web can be. Um, the, the immediacy of it, knowing, you know, building an identity where you're breaking stories that people want you know, want to find something about very quickly that, you know, that that's kind of how you can build your identity. Um, taking advantage of, of uh, the, the web's immediacy and, you know, becoming the place where you're, people can go to get, you know, traffic or, or earthquake uh, information uh, like, like you do. I, I think that's, that, can, that can be a recipe for success.
1: Well, definitely, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing sells, uh, uh, nothing, nothing is of as great of interest as, you know, news in the, you know, sort of capital N sense, you know, this is happening now, uh, and it's something that all of you will be interested that, those. You know, people, people will make fun of the, you know, people will sort of uh, sneer at the Internet. Some people of, uh, of you know Internet journalism, it's all uh, cute pictures of cats. Well, sometimes it's cute pictures of cats, but those are nothing compared to an actual big breaking story. Yeah.
0: Tell us where uh, Lost Coast Outpost is as far as are you guys continuing to expand and, and maybe, you know, putting your focus into new areas of news or new topics? or Are you guys kind of sustaining right now what you're doing well?
1: Well, we're, we're, I mean, we're growing pretty rapidly. Uh, we, just this last month, we hired, uh, a a reporter, an investigative reporter who's sort of, uh, who's sort of beat, you know, broadly speaking is government, uh, and politics. Um, so he is, you know, he was off at the special meeting of our board of supervisors yesterday. He's doing that kind of stuff that we wouldn't have time to do, uh, in the past, you know, so we, he, he, uh, my colleague, Ryan Burns, uh, is uh, is is you know one way uh, his, his skill set is one is one way that we're expanding now. We're looking at lots of other things too, um, and you know as long as we can keep to grow revenue, we'll be able to expand a lot.
2: Well, well since you bring up re- revenue, let's sort of talk about the business model. Uh, you say that you have this association with the radio station. Could you sort of describe how that works and how you're sort of able to well continue to survive and thrive as a website?
1: Yeah, um, the, the, I mean, the first, the first thing of importance is, uh, at least on the revenue side, is that, you know, when I came working here, there was a sales staff already. I'm not a salesperson and I know, you know, I'm not good at that. I'm <laughs> not really good at business. I've had to get like, uh, keep my eye on it a little bit more closely be it, since being in charge of this sort of startup operation. But, uh, there was a sales staff ready and, you know, with contacts and ready and able to go, uh, from the beginning. And as the site has sort of grown up and, uh, you know, uh, bec- kind of become the new Source, uh, you know, the, the first stop uh, news source for Humboldt County, they've had an easier time of it, and so a lot of our revenue is from display advertising that they sell. Uh, a lot of it is from. Uh, there's a little bit more and more of uh, stuff that we're doing, sort of special projects that we're putting together, uh, sort of a. Uh, 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 you know, we have sort of classifieds now and we have, um, yeah, sort of other, other streams of revenue that are coming in and uh, it's, it's doing well. I mean, we're, we're paying our keep over here at the radio station.
2: Uh, are they selling a sort of combos that, you know, you buy radio ads, you buy online ads
1: or is it, you know, are yep. they? Yep. They're doing that quite a bit. Yeah.
2: Um, and, and one of the things that, that I, that I wanted to talk about, you get a lot of feedback. You have a lot of comments. We, we talked about the earthquake story. You had, Almost 300 people commenting
1: on that story. Yeah, uh, that's and a that's, lot. I mean, that's that's far from a record either. Uh, yeah, that's a
0: lot to moderate, too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there is. there There is. I mean, there, the, you know, we get yeah, yeah over, I don't know, 1500 comments a day. And yeah, it uh, it is a lot to moderate. Um, now, you know, we don't really believe in sort of heavy handed moderation, but there are, you know, certainly we delete and ban. Uh, we delete posts and ban people all the time, you know, every day, probably. Uh, so so it's uh, that that is a bit of a struggle to keep up with as a beast.
0: But do you think that's important that people feel like they can comment and it, it sort of makes it gives it more of a community feel of people have that conversation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, it goes back to the dip, you know, the differences between the media. Right. Like, if you're writing on print, your culture is not uh, is not geared to that in the same way. You know what right. I'm saying? If, if the, the medium lets people gather around the old water cooler. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if you're using the medium to its strength, you're encouraging that. Well, how do you
2: encourage people to comment? Do you have any particular strategy about how you do this?
1: No, not really. I mean, like I said in the beginning, you know, Humble County is uh, is very interested in itself. So <laughs> if you have a, uh, if we have a successful website that talks about Humboldt County, and let's say, hey, you can talk about Humboldt County too here, then people are going to do that. But the other thing, you know, other things are that you, that we do, like I say, we do write with voice, and uh, you know, sort of, you know, uh, have our own. Yeah, I mean, we have a voice that people can respond to and that, you know, it's OK for other people to have voice as well.
2: Now, what do you mean by voice? Do people know who you are? Do you write in a particular way? Do the different people on the staff write in a particular way?
1: Definitely. Uh, yeah. A voice. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it, it, so much of, you know, the the classic, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but my intro to you know, journalism, my first class, so much of it uh, was about hammering out your voice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just the facts. And that I mean, that that is just not suited, I I don't believe, to the medium or to uh, actually the way that people uh, communicate nowadays. And if you're going to be a communicator, then then you want jokes. You want uh, sort of pathos at times, you Mm -hmm. know, you want you want it's okay to write.
2: Well, and and the other thing I I noticed that you do like if for the crime reporting, as a matter of fact, where uh, a lot of times you'll you'll what you'll have initially is is the press release from the from the police but then and then you'll do you know you'll solicit if people have information to contact the police and everything but uh one of the ones i was looking at you 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 ha- actually had one of the the deputies or, or officers call you with with more details and the, and the story sort of developed over several segments um yeah. is that kind of the the way things work for you guys
1: the, the one that you saw if i'm thinking of the same one i mean there's a there's a sort of discovery of a body right. uh, out here, not too far from where I'm sitting. Somebody <laughs> needs to check out your neighborhood. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a bad joke. <laughs> <It's, yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, but we're, I mean, we were on to that, I mean, not before the cops, but right as the cops got onto it. Uh, uh, and so we were sort of reporting it before any information came out officially from the from the from the police, um, but a lot of times we'll get a press release from uh, a police agency and follow up on it or not follow up on it. A lot of times we just you know sort of transparently say, okay, there is a big you know the here's the headline you know big marijuana bust in um, you know such and such a town Arcata. Mm-hmm. and uh, and you know that kind of stands and then people will kind of either either develop more useful information out of that or not. Since we're
2: speaking about crime, you have a section I think it's called judged.
1: Judged, Oh, like, well, yeah. That's, that's the less popular one, actually. But yeah, but you know. yeah, there, there's there's booked.
2: Well, what's and, well, what's booked and what's judged?
1: Booked is this. I mean, because I'm I'm a, I'm a I write software. I'm a computer programmer. Type, sure. Um, the one thing that we started I started doing very early uh, is that I kind of realized that well, if if I'm not going to be like you know spend three weeks researching a story and writing it. Uh, uh, I, I just need to get information to people more quickly is one of the things I realized is that there's great value in presenting government information to the public in a way that is at least a tiny bit smarter than the way government itself does it. So the our county jail, as, as many county jails across the country do, publish uh, a, a list of all the people arrested that day, yeah, and the charges that they were arrested on and who arrested them and at what time and that kind of thing. Now our county publishes those in a in, in PDF format, yeah. Mm-hmm. They pull up a – there's a there's a, a PDF that you can go to the county's sheriff's website, pull that down, and uh, and you know and 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 pour through it as a PDF or print it out or something. All, all
2: this information is publicly available.
1: Yeah, it's public. Yeah, it's all yeah. Public so it's just
0: a matter of data input. It's just a matter of putting it in and finding the the photos. Do you put published photos as well?
1: Uh, no, we don't. Uh, for one reason, because our our sheriff is 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 sort of touchy about things, and California law is a bit uh, ambiguous on it. The sheriff has a great deal of uh, uh, discretion in which photos he releases, and he does not release them all as a matter of course, which is kind of principled stand, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, what I ended up doing is, I mean, it's not so much data input. I mean, I let the computer do that. I just, like, wrote a little script that goes, grabs the PDF every day, and uh, you know decomposes it into its constituent parts and, you know, presents it as text.
2: Now, is, that, is that something that um, that gets a lot of traffic? I mean, people come to you to see who, you know, which of their neighbors is have been arrested, or <laughs> That is correct. Yes, they do.
0: Do you you ever have... Okay, so I used to work in Medford, Oregon, which isn't too far from you. Ah, yeah. Um, (laughs) And we we make it down to, uh, I guess, we make it down to Crescent City every once in a while. Um, That's about as close as I got to you. But I, I found, especially working in a small market, and I'm sure anyone who has worked in a small market has the same experience, that you run into the same law enforcement all the time, and you end up having a relationship with the law enforcement. But at some point, you kind of have to start to wonder if, you know, it's a lot of oh, come on, just kind of give it to me this time and, you know, next time I won't push you so hard. It's it's a back and forth that's much more personal than it would be here in D.C., for example. Do you ever find that you kind of have, you know, in a small community and especially as a community um, news outlet, do you ever find there's a, there's a little bit of blurred lines there between, you know your friend who is also the sheriff
1: <laughs> well i mean yeah i would say first of all i mean these i've not been to the sheriff's house uh for, for oh, all that's good i wouldn't i wouldn't exactly call uh, you know any law enforcement people that i know of my friend i have very few friends if any at all i have a family
2: well that's the fate of any newsman <laughs> you know what i mean you, exactly. you
0: overlap you see people at the grocery store i mean it's a small community so it's kind of hard to to keep lines drawn you know in the sand
1: Sure, sure, uh, and there have been occasions, uh, you know, and you know, it's, it's one of those things you have to do, right? As you know, there have been occasions where you got to turn it around, and say, "Hey, you guys screwed up on this." Mm-hmm. I've done, you know, I've done it with, um, with, with, you know, the police department in the in the big city here. Is like, look, uh, you know, uh, undeniably, uh, not on any major deal, because you know, uh, thankfully there haven't. I mean, there have been cops arrested, uh, and uh, we've reported that, of course, but. Yeah, there is times when just yeah, I sort of had, you know, make an editorial judgment call just on the way that the police handled a particular incident. And I had to you know, I sort of said, like, like, you guys, like how did this screw up happen? And I had to go and report on that. and. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, we don't have uh, two. And, and of course, also, uh, it goes without saying with that, with uh, elected officials and um, with board of supervisors and members of city councils is that we're very rough on them sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, uh, And so, yeah, this is one of those things you got to do, right?
0: Right. I mean, you have to do your job, but then it sort of makes it awkward sometimes when you see them at the CVS. Yeah,
1: that's yeah the, but I, I can handle that. Yeah, that's
2: the, 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 the dance you end up playing because they, you can be a resource for them as well right. in getting information out. So they recognize that. But the fact is that that's a, the, the, the classic double-edged sword. Now, you've yeah. got some, you've got some um, features that you're going to be rolling out soon. Um, one has to do with the election and another, the Facebook game and, and then Eureka mapping. Can you sort of talk about those?
1: Well, yeah, okay. So they, we've got a big election coming up here in uh, in Humboldt County this June. Uh, some very politics here are often quite heated. Uh, and, uh, one of the things that we're, i um, looking at, uh, in order to sort of break beyond the sort of, you know, name calling accusation, counter accusation kind of, uh, game that often happens is, uh, not only through our reporting, but, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm making this thing hopefully that'll launch tomorrow that is about, uh, that it allows, the sort of interactive forum by which people can put questions directly to candidates. And these will be screened and people will be able to upvote questions or downvote them. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to get the candidates attention about, you know, so stands on policy or I mean, personal anything. Uh, uh, like I say, I'll screen them to, 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 to weed out the crazies. But sort of doing a Reddit
2: for each of the candidates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's a, it's an Emma for each of the candidates. Yeah. or I am. A, I am. I am. a Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh and you know the, the um, you know a place for them. They'll also be able to post their press releases and information that contains links to their Facebook and we're going to put up the what they call here their 460s, their financial disclosure uh, information. Uh but also, yeah, I think the centerpiece of it will be, you know, somebody saying like, "Hey, I you, you know, in our district attorney race for example, uh, you know, which is the the very hot one at the moment. You know, you handled the case this way, why did you do it this way?" Uh uh, and, you know, the candidates there and the ones that I've approached so far, have been very open to it. They're they're excited about it. Uh, uh, they'll be able to you know make their case like, oh, no, the policy, you know, uh, the way that the office is being run now is wrong because of this. You know, the, and so hopefully trying to foster a more interesting and more substantial uh, dialogue between the candidates in the community
2: and, and, and doing your mission to sort of serve the community and, and keeping it informed, but also being a watchdog and. Now speaking of games, you have something that you're doing with
1: Facebook. Well, I mean, we we I mean, we never don't do things with Facebook. Yeah, because it's, you've got a lot uh, of
2: followers or likes on Facebook as well, like fourteen thousand.
1: Is that what? I think it's a seventeen thousand Seven, eight hundred wow. or something at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's 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 the big beast, at least in our corner of the world. That's where you know it's much more so than Twitter or anything. But no, one thing, uh, and it might be this, this might be you referenced it as the mapping project. Yeah, um, uh, the, 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 the we have a new police chief just came to town, a guy from San Diego, and he's looking to reorganize the department. And he called us in the other day. Uh, all the media says, "Look, I need your help." Uh, to to figure out what where people see how people see their neighborhoods, you know what the boundaries of the neighborhoods are, what their names are. Uh, I'm I'm going to reorganize the police department geographically, he says, and I need to know sensible ways. You know, I need to know how people see their communities. You know, now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so one thing, and so like I, I kind of like struck a nerve. I kind of I kind of had an idea is that well, people can go online and, and you know draw the boundaries of their map uh you know, of their neighborhoods and you know to talk, to describe their neighborhoods and you know, map out the city as they see it and uh it would be an interesting project in itself you know uh uh and then you know we'd make the data available you know the people the aggregate of people's maps and how they saw their neighborhoods available to anybody who wants it and the cops too if they want um uh and uh you know it'd be and the way to do it I thought is to make it uh, you know there's zillions of stupid viral facebook games like this could be another one <laughs> but that might actually result in some useful information it's interesting i went back just this weekend i was I, I didn't know i was trying to figure out the geography of la for some reason i was trying to figure out where echo park was and what it was and i discovered that the los angeles times had done something remarkably similar uh to to what uh, we're about to have going here i've already built the, most of this this, this, this was based uh, on
0: crime rates, though, right? It was like what diff- different types of crime in each neighborhood or something.
1: N- no, the LA, uh, uh, the, the LA Times, they have a di- yeah. There's that one, but they have one called Mapping LA, by which mm. they sought to define uh, the neighborhoods of Los <laughs> Angeles, and it's pretty cool. You go in there, and yeah, it gives you the the boundaries of say Echo Park or Silver Lake, and oh. uh, you know demographic information related to them. And what it is, they they the LA Times, I guess, published. Their map and had people come along and you know drag the little boundaries to correct them and uh, I guess there's disputes uh, you know that were waged but they uh, eventually hashed out something the L A said like oh this is the map of L A as best we can tell you know the the, the most useful map of L A so, so and, oh, go, go on ahead.
2: no I was going to say sort of sort of reading between the lines here you you say that you before that you you wrote up some code for to to, to download the P- PDFs on your website and that you you've done something. Um, with the mapping, I mean, how much um, you know technical knowledge are you are you bringing to what you do? I mean, is this, is that something that you sought out um, to sort of build your skills to bring to the website, or had had you had this background before before you came there?
1: Uh, I had a, a a bit of the background. Yeah, I I, I built uh, much of the website of uh, the of the weekly that I worked at before, and uh, yeah, I, I was eager to do it here. These days, I'd actually say it's the sort of the bulk of my job uh, is uh, you know is right or it has been in the last couple of months anyway is, is writing new stuff for the site uh, uh, to um, you know uh, and and. Uh, yeah, and, and getting out there, uh, we we keep trying, you know, to to exploit the medium to its fullest, uh, which I think is our real, uh, apart from our great reporters and our great sales staff and our association with the radio that we have. Our real skill set is that we're native to the medium, you know, unlike unlike newspapers or even other radio stations or our television. It's not that we're dragging around uh, you know the, the the bulk of old media with us. We're able to. You know, because of um, you know, my particular skill sets and of the understanding that we bring to the medium, uh, we're able to you know be lean and mean and develop things as they're needed to serve our particular audience. Uh, and we don't have, we don't own as the daily here does, our own printing press that we have to pay for. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we don't have to employ people to deliver it. You know, our total fixed costs of our infrastructure are fifty dollars a month total. And uh, bec- because of that, you know, we're able to you know, devote all of our resources, almost all of our resources on on uh, people and on on you know, uh, technology that we make ourselves.
0: And you don't and have to modify okay. content like for us, for example, I work for a radio station, so I have to process a story in a radio format and then I have to come back and, and change not change the content, but sort of rejigger it so it plays better on
2: online. You know, it's so, like, n-
1: it's so nice just to be able <laughs> you know, to have it be the thing, be your thing.
2: You know, yeah, yeah. Right. To, to you're creating it for the actual platform that it's it's going out on that. You don't have to think, well, how am I going to have to do this or that for the other way? Mm-hmm. Um, so where do, where do you see the the lost
1: coast outpost?
2: <sighs> pardon me. I was just going to say <laughs> no, where okay. do you see the lost coast outpost uh, being in the next few years? Where, where are you you're hoping to take this?
1: Well, uh, I, I continue. I mean, we've, uh, you know, sort of. I think that, that the main thing there's, you know, there's other things, other other ways we've looked to grow, but the main thing is just to, you know, own our square. Yeah, you, know, you know, the the daily here is you know is, is struggling a little bit as all you know as a lot of course as, as a lot of dailies are around the country, but particularly those of yeah you know, this particular chain uh, the daily in our our market is struggling, um, and uh, you know people it just is the fact that people get their information in large part these days from the computer, uh, and so we want to continue to to to, to grow and expand and meet the you know, have something here for twenty years from now when when print is uh, you know if, if, if still viable at all uh uh you know much less viable than it is now even so we're looking to, you know just to 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 grow in that sense i you know one one thing i i started out doing like when when i was talking about now about when I, you know i came i came to the web uh and i came over here and started yeah i made this site and we started going i thought, yeah I was doing in depth stuff that didn't really work but then you know i i i, I consoled myself with the with looking at sites like uh, gawker or even buzzfeed or something like that that started out i remember gawker in its early days and you know it was a, you know a snark fest 24/7 <laughs> nowadays they nowadays they you know, they're producing real real quality work uh, uh there's still a lot of snark fest but uh you know they have people like adrian chen uh uh doing this serious long form stuff and that's really kind of the the trajectory that i see us being able to follow as that is you know we we start out you know we cast a, a very wide net at first we start off uh we, we started off by you know just sort of building uh our presence and our 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 role in the community and our our readership but uh you know once we get you know and and it's happening now we get to a more comfortable place we can produce uh you know more in depth all you know in addition to the breaking news in addition to the uh jokes and fun stuff and uh uh, news about bands, serious in-depth work that uh, uh, affects the that 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 serves the community
0: it seems like um it's going to be interesting to see it grow especially in the next couple of years because you're it seems like you're on sort of the cusp of becoming a really big you know doing like i said doing investigative stuff and really just putting your tentacles out if you will
1: Thank you. Yeah, oh, I'm very excited as well.
2: Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, talking to us. This has been really great. We, we, we're we fans of what you're doing there and, and, and like to see somebody who's sort of enthusiastic and forward-looking and, and uh, creative.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. That's very nice.
0: All right. Thanks, Hank. Okay. okay. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find more info on us and download other episodes at itsalljournalism.com. This podcast is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.